Welcome to Dice Camera Action in audio form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. For the current Tomb of Annihilation storyline as the Waffle Crew adventures in the jungles of Chult, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dungeon Delve RSS feed. For more information on Tomb of Annihilation, head to dnd.wizards.com slash toa, or if you have any questions about the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca. We'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew, and welcome to the jungle, my friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dice Camera Action. No DM anarchy. That's right. No DM. As you have noticed, there gods. That's right. (laughs) There is no Chris Perkins joining us today, so we do not have a dungeon master. As we're going to be doing a uh, a a special uh, episode. So where we last left off the party, uh, Paulton, thanks to his uh, special snake abilities. led us to the city of Omu, and on the way, we found a crashed airship, the Star Goddess, did some stuff, and Paulton put on the Ring of Winter. But we're actually going to rewind time just a little bit, as we were in Oralunga, where we had met Mm -hmm. the uh, Mystic Naga lady, who directed us to Omu, the (laughs) Snursen. And on the way from Oralunga to Omu was a few days of travel. This is going to take place during those few days of travel. And joining us for this episode is our special guest, Mark Humes. Hello. Uh, and Woo. Mark, from here, I'm actually going to just let you take it away. Really quick, yeah, I'd like to imagine, cool. like, cinematically, like, I put the ring on, and then it cuts, and then it just kind of does, like, a... Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes to, like, like ah! Anyway. You might be wondering how we got ourselves to this kind of situation kind of deal, like a freeze yes. frame. Um, yeah, so you guys were... I'm going to kind of... I, I apologize if I slip into DM mode. I can't help it. But no, you guys were traveling have from... Oralonga to Omu, and you've been traveling through the jungle. I think it, it took you guys about two, three days, right? So we'll probably like three have days, at least. Yeah, so on maybe sort of the morning of day two, you're traveling through Chult. It's hot, it's humid, it's sweaty and miserable, and the jungle is really, you know, just all around you. You, you generally you don't see signs of life. You see the fading kind of crumbling stones of Chultean and Omuan sort of cultures, but generally you don't really see any signs of life. Maybe fend off a couple of flying monkeys and things like that, maybe a couple of assassin vines. Um, but on the morning when your stomachs are starting to get a bit grumbly, maybe you've only been eating trail rations, you've been drinking kind of you know filtered water, you kind of start to hear this strange sound and you can hear just kind of coming up a little distance away, maybe you know 60 feet or so, um, you begin to hear this kind of old voice and it sounds like singing. Um, and you kind of hear this kind of faint trail of a song, um, a kind of, my pretty shell girl sat by the sea, my pretty shell girl waiting for me. Um, and you see kind of crouched on a little kind of overturned log with a kind of very ramshackle but not very well-kept campsite is this shelled turtle, this kind of old turtle, but he's wearing a hat, like a kind of floppy fisherman's canvas straw hat. 
Um, and he's kind of there. And you can see that he's fumbling with something in these giant sort of claw-like flipper hands. Um, and his shell has all these different colored markings and drawings and patterns on it. And you can see that there's just stuff everywhere. Um, and he's just idly humming to himself. And you notice for the first time that there's no real sense of death or there's no sense of decay around him it's all set fairly good vegetation there's no animal sounds i mean you can just see this little fella just singing along kicking his feet by his uh by this large rock am i going barmy or does anyone else see that is it just me no who what <laughs> i didn't say anything i go hide in the bush <laughs> Uh, and you hear that like, you can see this turtle kind of looking around and he's got like a little walking stick and he's prodding at rocks and things like that. Is that you? And he's like poking at the uh, at the stones and logs and things like that. But he, you know, you're not sure if uh, if he's necessarily heard where you're from, but you can smell something. He said there seems to be some sort of um, cooking fire going and you begin to smell sort of sweet spices. And uh, Oh, I like that. I, uh, I pop out kind of, of the bush. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, he kind of... Anything. Okay. <laughs> you can just see this kind of this little old fella kind of uh, sitting on the log. Um, and uh, you see he kind of turns around and he's kind of squinting your way, looking over. He's like, oh, is, is someone there? Hello? Yes, hi. Hello, friend. I'm Evelyn. Oh. And this is Diaz and Strix and Carlton. <laughs> and you, you see. Well, yeah, when you pop up, he kind of, his eyes kind of go wide and you can see that this turtle is old. He, he looks ancient. His skin is extremely leathery. He kind of shakes a little bit with every kind of movement and his head kind of wobbles as he looks up. He's like, oh, oh, oh my goodness. Look at you, look at you. And he kind of like taps you on the leg. Um, is, is it still robot evening? Like a little oh, clangs yeah. a little bit. Like, bing, oh, bing, bing. I love him. Like, oh, oh, what? It's a metal woman. Oh, and he's like hanging away. And he's just like, and what have we got here? A small metal boy and a man with, with a big bladder. What is this? This contraption he wears. What is this? And he's pointing at Paulton's bagpipes. And he's just like kind of <laughs> pointing his stick at you. Um, oh, not much. Not one to get many visitors out here in Chult. What are you doing around here, these folks? These uh, parts, hmm? Just passing through. We're just trying to get our way to Omo. We didn't mean to disturb you. No, you, boy, come here. Come here. And he kind of waddles <laughs> over. Boy. Kind of, boy, <laughs> I, I look at Diaz. I'm just like, yeah, boy, go over there. <laughs> like, go be a good boy for him. And he holds up his little clawed kind of hands. And he's like, oh, look, you're so small and skinny. And he's like looking at your arms. He's like, oh, no, this <laughs> won't like do. chuckling from the bush. <laughs> Bush. And he like he goes over to the t- the laughing bush and he starts thrusting his. What is this? Stop it! Pile of cloth. Pile of cloth. What are you doing? Wait, no, oh, no, I'm a, a no, mimic. I'm not a, mimic. Uh, oh, mimic. it's a mimic! Look out! No, Watch no, out! No, it's turtle. not a mimic. Strix, it's fine. It's out to, it's out to steal your turtle stuff. Don't fireball him! Don't you dare fireball him! She's running from no. him, and he's, I imagine he's just like trying to hit her with his stick, and she's like, "No, no, he doesn't, he doesn't no. get very far. This this turtle does not chase you very far. He maybe takes three steps, and he's like, "No, I need to sit down." <laughs> oh. He like turns, he's like, "Well, you don't look like you're undead, and you don't look like you're dinosaurs. So you are. Uh, are you hungry? Hmm? <gasps> hungry? Uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's so nice. At, but who are you? What's your name?" Oh. 
My apologies, metal woman. Clang, clang, clang. Um, now, my <laughs> name is Zopa. I am Zopa. Mm. Oh, Zopa. But you, Zopa. The, the, is it Zopar or Zopa? Zopa. Zopa. I, I don't, she looks at Paulton like, did you hear a difference? I'm going to call him Turtle. <laughs> that's you that's kind of diminutive. Me. Can you, and he points at Paulton, he's like, can you chop vegetables? Uh, I mean, I, I just, I didn't even apply for a job, so. <laughs> well, you've got one now, boy. You need something to do with these idle hands. <laughs> come, come with Sopa. Come to, come, come sit, come sit. Are we uh, trapped here? All right. I guess this is my life now. Brix is going to go around the camp and start like checking to see if they're trapped or in another no, dimension. No, no, no. <laughs> he's like, he's like throwing like sticks and rocks at you. He's just like, uh, I mean, you can make an investigation check, I guess, or a perception check. <laughs> sure. I'm going to roll some dice. Yeah. <laughs> I rolled a I was, one. I was <laughs> <laughs> Please be the only so, roll throughout the whole episode. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that one. So Strix, you're kind of looking for traps and you can see the, the one of the few things that you notice is you kind of get quickly uh, distracted because you can see that among all of this weird turtle stuff, like there's cooking equipment, there's a couple of, this has actually got two campfires going and like various like bits and bobs here and there. But you notice he's got a lot of like well-worn traveler's kits. You can see things like mats sticking out of like little pouches um you notice like strange little ornaments like you notice uh things from Waterdeep and arm the city of arm itself like a oh. you know a, a, a satchel Ooh. embrazened with a, a messenger's symbol from so arm um, yeah you kind of get that sense um but you don't notice with your colossal uh perception <laughs> of one there uh that he kind of claps his hands and a kind of uh, uh an opaque sphere kind of rubs out if you're familiar with the spell Leoman's uh tiny heart uh, this oh, yeah, kind of spell. Oh, we're familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you kind of notice that he pops this spell around and it kind of enshrouds his campsite. And he's like, no, no need to worry about monsters now. Old Zopa looks after guests. Now, uh, and he kind of sits down and he looks at you. He's like, now, you know, I am Zopa. Who are you? You, well, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> um, tell him, boy. <laughs> That's enough. Damn it. Uh, oh, spirited young man. I like him. <laughs> uh, my name is D.F. Woodrow. D.F. D.F. Woodrow. I'm very pleased to meet you. And and what of the walking mimic? The the, the cloth mimic? That's not What's my name? name. My name is Strix. My last oh. name is up for debate, but I'm pretty sure it's Skizix, but I would rather it not be. But maybe that's not even my name. Maybe my name isn't my name. I don't know. Hi. Oh, you're, you're Strix. You say a lot of words. <laughs> ah, and uh, and you, 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 you uh, idle man, the, the busy hands, unbusy hands. What is your name? Oh well, uh, they call me uh, Count Strad von Zarevich. No, Count Strad. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, His name I'm, is Paulton. I'm, I'm known around these parts. <laughs> and uh, the, the great hand on the mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, my lord. Well, no, you shall no, have his name fight. is Bolton. He's not a lord. But he's. I like trying to squeeze through the the mage. I'm just like, and Countstrad will not be reduced to chopping vegetables. <laughs> Very well, Count. Rum, 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 rum. Uh, and he's like turns around. I will have another task for you. What about you, metal metal woman? Ping, ping, ping. <laughs> 
Oh, thank what? you. That, that tapping's real nice. My name is Evelyn Avalona Helvig Marthane, uh, servant of Lathander, and I'm just so pleased to meet you. Oh, very friendly. You say a lot of things. How do you work? And he's like, I've seen some golems in my time, but not one like you. Ooh, I don't like, know. <laughs> she met her oh. god. Uh, yeah. Power. Well, I yeah, do know. I mean, look. She don't kind say of like, that. He might hear you. Yeah, she slaps him a little, like hits him on the arm. Like, don't say that. Um, she kind of shows him like the the like joint between her her shoulder and like you know her chest piece where that you can kind of see some of the gears inside, and you can see that like they're kind of ticking and whirring. She's like, "Isn't it amazing? It just works because yeah. Lathander wants it to work. Isn't it cool?" Yes, this is. I have never seen magic or engineering of this kind before. It's wonderful. Now you are clearly four very colorful characters. Um, well. You don't look like you've had good food for a few days. Uh, I was I was going to cook up my 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 hot pot, but uh, uh, with the, with you I can cook a large batch if you like, and you can have a hot meal, and you'll be quite safe here for some time if you wish. Old Zopa knows how to make a campsite and make it safe. Uh, is is you wish to? We would yeah? be delighted to have some go. hospitality. The count of fruits. I don't think we've ever had oh, hospitality before. <laughs> It's not nice. a little bow to Paulton. Oh, well, I've learned many things. Cooking is not one of my finest skills, but I've learned a, a trick or two. Uh, we'll need a few things, but, um, well, I'll tell you what, and he kind of starts divvying out uh, a few things, uh, and he hands out, um, he pulls out from a kind of a satchel bag that looks like it's uh, quite thin, but he pulls out a, uh, a cockatrice carcass um, and what appears to be like, wrapped yeah. up steaks. Uh, and he's like, well, I need someone to defeather and uh, and to and to pluck, well, to defeather the cockatrice, um, and I need somebody to tenderize this ankylosaurus steak. Oh, I like uh, tenderizing. All right, all right, Evelyn, of, of Metal Evelyn, you do this, and he kind of lays it down on a rock, and he gives you like a rolling pin, and he's like, you tenderize that well. Um, you, uh, tr- trash mimic, stick rocks, sticks, Come on now. sticks, sticks. You- bricks, not sticks, but I'm not a mimic. <laughs> He hands you the the uh, the cockatrice uh, to to defeather, uh, and uh, and then he hands over to Diaf a bunch of what appear to be onions, like kind of leaky onions. Oh. He's like, now you you cut these, chop these, my boy, chop these, my boy, my lord count. Of course, I would mm. not dare give you a task so <laughs> meaning. But perhaps, mm-hmm. perhaps you could start a tale. Something to why? Uh, how, how did the four of you come to travel together? Uh, I'm a collector of stories of sorts. I would, I would greatly desire to hear how four such as yourselves have been found yourselves here. Evelyn's like tiny. whacking this meat with the tender. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, that's a great story." Diaz and Strix, you have to start it because you guys met first. Strix is biting the feathers off of the raw car cockatrice carcass, oh. and there's a bunch in her mouth, and she's just like. <laughs> what? <laughs> the story. He wants to know how we met. Diaz, he wants to hear our story. Diaz takes out one of his uh, throwing daggers and uses that to kind of start what he assumes is a proper way to cut up an onion. He's not actually super uh Does it make him cry? Uh, <laughs> uh, they no, are quite pungent when you start chopping into them. Sears, uh, what right. are they called? Sears uh, shoots. They have like, they're uh, very pungent, but they're not right. enough to make someone cry. Yeah. If there's a, near, if there's a nearby fire that should kill the Tear gas, it should be okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Diaz will say how we came together. Um, well, well, tell him about how you met Strix. I love that story. 
Steve found me in the trash. <laughs> She's like biting things off. <laughs> yes, that seems to fit. Yes. Uh, it's not, I mean, it's not entirely far from the truth, I guess. I mean, I just, it was in Waterdeep and I was, ah. I was just simply enjoying a, a lunch that I was having on, on the rooftops away from people, away from guards, away from peering eyes. And in the, in the crowds, I just saw this black mass moving very, in a very peculiar way. And I was just, it was really fascinating because I'd never seen anything like that. And, and I also saw how every person passing by treated her like she was nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was because I smelled. Maybe. That could be true. <laughs> Maybe, but I'm not sure if it was pity or empathy or whatever it was, but I, I know what that feeling is like too. And I just, it didn't, wasn't right. And she was clearly hungry. So I just, you know, slowly figured out where she liked to stay, the, which alleyway she liked to be at. And I just started leaving Strix a little bit of food just so that she wouldn't have to go hungry. My favorite were the pies. Yeah. I could tell you took a liking to those. <laughs> She just like takes off some more feathers and she's just like, yeah, they were the best. I like pies. Yeah. It 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 took some time, but uh, eventually she grew to trust me. And I trust her. I mean, this was after you threw a firebolt at me. I don't I'm remember sorry if you remember that. about that. I remember. <laughs> it's I just, just- it's Wait, I don't know about talking. that. Why'd you do that? It's easier than talking. You know, back as I had just come back from the plains and I didn't know that much about Toral or the people here. And so it was just like, oh, it's not her fault. I slipped on something and made a noise and it spooked her. But I was just trying to make sure that she's getting the food. But I guess that's officially the first time you saw me and your initial reaction was to throw a fire. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, it's okay. Then, now I don't hit you with the fire, though. Yeah. Well, she had good reasons. She had lots of reasons to throw fire. She had a hard time before that, didn't you, Strix? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it was bad. But, I mean, it was just, I, I was going around the plains, and after I'd been released from my grandmother, who actually was... Turns out to be was a crazy hag. It's Baba Yaga. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, she wasn't a grandma. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, grandma's real evil. <laughs> but as soon as I got out of the Feywild, I was traveling after Sigil, and and then that's how I ended up in Toril. But Sigil was the worst. The Hive was the worst. It was the I collected bodies for Jink and brought him brought him to the Dustman. That's how I made money. You came here, and then did you you traveled with this young Dia? You traveled with young Dia Woodrow here, and this is how you met the others, perhaps. Yeah, we were. I guess we were together for a, a, a few years, and I, you know, I didn't really have a job. Neither of us really had money, but I was just trying my hand at, I guess, being an adventurer is what you would call it. We never really got into fights. We would basically tried to find anything that we could uh, around the city of Waterdeep. It was enough to get by. We weren't finding grand treasures or getting rich or anything, but it was enough to sometimes 
have a nice meal or somewhere to sleep at night. Or somewhere to make uh, a pie. Or somewhere to make a pie. I know this life well, yes. And, and how did how did you meet Evelyn and such? That's, in fact, that's actually how it came to be. Is One night we had enough coin to either have... There's a choice between a good meal or a nice bed. And after several days of travel, we went with nice bed. So we went to it. We went to an inn, and it just so happens that uh, Evelyn was there. Yep. We didn't. Uh, I didn't really like, pay much attention to her at first. Well, I went there every day back then, because you know. Well, I'm sure that if you've uh, traveled as much as you have, you know that the most important things in life are beauty and joy and preserving the light and. And what better way to experience beauty and joy and preserve the light than to listen to music? So, you know, working as a paladin of Lathander all day and trying to help people and, and being at the hospital and then, you know, fighting monsters and whatever else Lathander would want, I'd get real tired. And then to recharge, as Lathander ordered, I would find some beauty and I love to listen to music. And one day I just heard the most beautiful music coming out of this kind of seedy place but I went inside and I saw Paulton and he was playing music and it was just the most beautiful music I had ever heard and so I just started going and watching him every single night it wasn't that seedy I mean (laughs) you're right it was real nice and you were uh it was seedy enough yeah but that first one we we you couldn't play there anymore for whatever reason and then we went to a different one and then you couldn't play there anymore for whatever reason but then finally we ended up at the rusted pommel and that's where deeth and strix came oh. but, but i mean i didn't really say much to Paulton back then you know i don't know do you, you even remember me coming to that first place Paulton? the first place um uh, let's think well I wasn't allowed to play there anymore because, uh, well, let's just say the, uh, the staff there wasn't thick skinned enough for <laughs> my performance. And then the second place that, that is the, the it was the same reason I would say it just, I'm, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an acquired taste. And, um, oh, a lot of yes. people, uh, a lot of people just don't really, don't really know how to, uh, to fathom my performance. It's uh, you, you need a, you need a certain intellectual level to really understand it. Oh yeah. It's high art for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. From we, what I remember. Are we talking about the bagpipes here? <laughs> He's very good at bagpipes. I'm good. He's very really good. good. I right. know music and he's good. But see, oh. he didn't even notice that I was there. <laughs> No, of course not. I I never I never take notice to fans whatsoever. They're just, you know, that it's just it's just it's 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 part of the lifestyle. It's it just comes with it, you know. Maybe occasionally, maybe I'd recognize a repeated face from time to time, but um, it, I don't allow such such attachments to happen in my career. When you're famous, you just can't pay attention to everyone, you know. I mean, I understand that. But yeah, that's how we ended up at the Rusted Pommel. And I was listening to a set that Paulton was playing and I knew every song. So of course I was singing along. But I noticed Dieth and Strix come in and they look real nice. And, and we did not look nice. I think you're just... <laughs> yeah, I don't think we... That's kind of you, but I don't think we... 
looked oh. nice. I mean, well, we were, I we were just I minding liked, our own business. We didn't look, I didn't look nice. Yeah. It's just when you stay in water deep long enough doing the things you do at some point you do develop a sort of reputation. Oh yes. Either by either through truth or not. Anyway, we were just, we were tired. That's all we wanted to do. And we were there. I don't even know what we were, we were just what, maybe having a snack, some snickety snooks or something tricks. And out of nowhere, that's what I was doing. This jackhole accuses me of stealing his stuff, which I would never do. That bartender oh. sucked. Yes. He, w- he didn't like Paulton's music either. He was a real snob and he didn't know anything about music and obviously didn't know anything about people. I did not like that guy. I only came to his establishment to listen to Paulton. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with the fact that I was completely hammered and couldn't even <laughs> find find any of the keys whatsoever it it was was of course Mm. i thought it sounded real nice he was just he accused me of stealing which is one of the worst feelings but i i mean i don't i don't even have an answer for this part but for whatever reason uh he saw you with a tiefling that's why he was bad it's not it's not just you strix but more importantly, Evelyn, who I don't know if I've ever really had that before, uh, stepped in. Well, he's just a big jerk. I've seen him bully other people all week, and I was tired of it. And I thought you guys looked real sweet and were just having a nice little romantic dinner. And I just wanted to make sure that it didn't get ruined. Uh, it wasn't romantic. We were we were just trying to I was to be- covered in garbage. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean... Well, anyway, but I... I had seen this coin pouch that he said you stole earlier that day. He just lost it. And I, I was just tired of it. And he looked like he was, I mean, he was going for the club underneath that bar and he looked mm-hmm. like he was menacing. So I stepped in because I didn't want him to hurt you. And then, you know, I gave him a little bit of a talking to as I, I mean, just a little one just reminded him about his responsibility. <laughs> you got the whole bar to fight. <laughs> I mean, well, I couldn't help it that when I explained that maybe he should, you know, not be a prejudiced prick all the time, that some of his patrons agreed with me and started yelling at him. And then they started yelling at each other about, oh, my drink is too weak and you shortchange me and you owe me money and you and my mother. And, you know, and soon enough, everyone was punching each other. And And they started throwing their food, which then I took off the ground. That's it's like water deep. Yeah, it did feel nice to know that uh, he, he was a jerk to everyone and not just us. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he came at, at Strix, heaven knows why. And I. It's had, because I'm a tiefling. You've never. See, she like points at her horns. These are bad to everyone else besides this group of people. Well, they're Unless not bad to me. And I think that's just silly. So I punched him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. It was awesome. I remember that. Yeah. And then he fell down, of course. And it was just a single blow, just right between the eyes. Just Even from where Evelyn stood, she just instantly, like, fluttered up super fast. Just pow! It was impressive. And this guy just goes, thud, just instantly down. You know, by this point, the entire bar was just kind of going at it. People accusing each other, finally getting their rage out. Maybe they're just drunk enough, but I've been around water deep enough to know that 
this this was like a, a CD place, and we had to get out of there really, really fast because someone was going to call the guards. For I sure. mean, I didn't want to leave because I felt bad that I knocked him out so hard. I just wanted to make sure he didn't hurt anybody. So I was trying to stay and heal him and stop the bar fight and stop people from, from damaging things. But Dia convinced me that that part of Waterdeep was pretty seedy and those those guards yeah. weren't going to listen. You had just done the both of us a huge favor. So the least I could do is make sure you not didn't get in trouble. So I, I knew the guards were coming. I, just, I knew we had to get them out of there. And I, I told Evelyn that we had to leave as soon as possible before they showed up because those, they aren't just seedy guards. Like they are, they are, they're bribed, they're corrupt. They'd rather join the fight than stop it. Anything that they can, anything that they can do to bloody their swords, even just for a night. So I just mm-hmm. knew we had to get out of there. Yeah. So you I took to the road. Yeah, we did. But, you know, Paulton seemed to be kind of, under the weather that night and mm. uh and i didn't want him to get caught up in the scuffle so as we were leaving i just asked hey do you do you want to come with us and, and i don't know why i did but he did and i did i said you know what this seems like as good a time as any to you know venture out and you know find new horizons so they invited me so i said you know what let's do it so then i went into the back room i grabbed my stuff went into my locker uh, i took the uh i went to the coin pouch that i had stolen from the owner earlier and then we left. <laughs> wait you stole, stole a coin pouch oh right i didn't mention that was me my bad oh oh my god wow as always the stories come full circle huh. <laughs> well what a wonderful tale. It's such a strange beginning, and now you find yourselves in church. In well, of places. course, we had to, you know, once we once we were out in the street, we realized that Dieth and Strix didn't have anywhere to go, and I guess neither did Paulton once he lost that place at the inn. So I had the, <laughs> the barracks at the Spires where I stayed, and of course, anybody's welcome there. So they stayed with me a night, and then they helped me with some errands of Lysander, and then they stayed with me another night, and then, you know, I had lots of of jobs and adventures to go on. And, and most of the things that they needed to do involved, you know, striking down monsters and stuff, which I'm real good at. And Lathander wants me to do. So we just kind of started adventuring together and we just never stopped. Yeah. It just fell into place. (laughs) We were trying to search dungeons, caves, lairs, whatever we could for the sake of adventure. Evelyn wants to make the world a better place. You know, the, uh, I guess our goals just kind of aligned. Lone birds flock together, as they say. Well, I have a quick task that I will say for the for the hot pot, where there's a few ingredients we need. Uh, and he, Zopa kind of points at uh, Evelyn and Paulton. Uh, the, the two of you, you seem strong and hardy, and I know that uh, the Count Paulton Strad obviously <laughs> can take care of himself and, mm. and metal it is strong. Mm. Uh, there's some mushrooms uh, not far from here, uh, a few meters of feet perhaps. Uh, he kind of hands you like a sketchy looking drawing his hands sort of shaking as he does. Uh, would you take these, uh, gather a, a small basket of these for me if you would? Oh sure, so Evelyn's still hitting that with the No, this is thing. fine. It's, it's very tender. Are you sure very Oh, Are you oh sure? yes. Oh, okay. oh. This is the most tender ankylosaurus I think has ever been seen. Okay. Um, but no, like you have done excellent. 
Yeah, it's just flattened. It's, you know, this is schnitzel. This is ankylosaurus schnitzel. <laughs> Evelyn's like mechanical um, arms just been like, meh, meh. Like, <laughs> um, and yeah, Zopa hands you like a little basket and he kind of hands uh, a little kind of sketchy piece of paper. Well, go on, the two of you, my old legs and shell can't go that far now. Well, go, off, off you go. Uh, and then he turns to Diath and Strix um, and says, I, I will need your help in getting a good, slow, but hot fire going. Uh, my oh, Strix is good at that. Oh, oh yeah, Strix good, yes. Like snaps, snaps her fingers and the fire just goes... <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry uh, and then he just kind of he's just like I I am going to just go over my recipe you make sure that that fire stays hot and slow we want it a continual burn nice and even heat (laughs) Uh, yeah sure I'll get right on that I'm done with this cockatrice by the way she like shakes the naked cockatrice in front of him Oh yes, give that to give that to Zopa. I will deal with this. You you, you just uh, talk amongst yourselves. Uh, Zopa will deal with this now, and he starts like pulling it apart and chopping it up and things like that. Oh, that's my um, favorite part. Uh, <laughs> you just look over sadly as he's like, Ooh. yeah. He can he occasionally pops the chicken feet in his mouth and uh, like bleh, spits them out. Oh, Diaz will just uh, keep at the onions using his throwing dagger. <laughs> he's like I have no idea what I'm doing <laughs> do I do I cut do I cut the green part Strix is like no no you got it no uh, here <laughs> like shows him like can I cut these yeah parts? please <laughs> I'm not I don't want to get I mean I'm gonna cut myself if I get anywhere to your knife so just, just show me how to do it okay Strix will show you how to do it and she'll like take your dagger just like like thin pieces if you're too thick no one's gonna want to eat it it'll be like like eating a stick or a you know, a, a rock. Oh. I've eaten rocks. All right. This is already nicer <laughs> than anything I've ever made. <laughs> um, and Evelyn and uh, Poulton, you guys, uh, once you kind of step outside the opaque sort of Learman's hut bubble, um, the jungle's quite quiet and the, uh, there's a kind of, the sun is kind of slowly rising. It's still quite early morning and the sound dies down and there's almost a serene peace to this kind of area. It seems that, you know, the sort of taint that has maybe infested other parts of Cholt hasn't quite reached uh, into this section of the jungle. Um, flowers occasionally bloom. You can see like moss and herbs growing up the sides of trees. Um, and it's just quite quiet and uh, a little bit serene. Did you hear where he said we were supposed to get these mushrooms, Paulton? <laughs> I haven't heard much of anything all day. Who was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he seems nice, and he wants us to get some mushrooms, so I don't know. We should probably look for him. Uh, work. It's fine. I'll look for him. You just come keep me company. Fair enough. I will I can. I will provide the ambiance, and I will just, like, strum a little, <gasps> little something on the mandolin. Oh, my goodness. It's like the old days. Even kind of closes her eyes and listens. And she's like, did you, did you really steal that pouch? Was that really you? Like... I mean, is it a problem if I did? Because I didn't realize that was, that was, oh, no, of course not. I mean, I mean, I I just didn't know. I mean, I didn't know that you ever stole anything. I mean, I thought you made so much money from playing music. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. That is, that is. That is quite a statement. Um, no, it, uh, no, I, uh, we had jumped from, uh, 
from shitty bar to shitty bar because, uh, well, A, you know, I would get a little bit disorderly uh, during my performances. But to be fair, I was being grossly underpaid. So I, mean, I, had, I believe that I had reason to. It was very upsetting. We were we. It, 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 it's not a good time for the industry, you know, so <laughs> the art industry. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, yeah. But it it's it hasn't been easy. At least it wasn't before. Not that it's been easy because not that what we've done is easy, but it is it's been more stable in a way, if that makes sense. You think so? Maybe not stable, but consistent. Is the <laughs> word. I'm it's been consistent with its well with this adventuring, so that's been okay. I don't know. I I've been meaning to talk to you because I I feel like I haven't made it much easier. I haven't made it real consistent. I feel like I owe you a real big apology, Paulton. Why? Well, I mean, it's, pro- it's probably obvious why, but you're right. I should say it because I should own it. But when we did the ritual and and I was about to be pulled into who knows what by the soul monger, I, I thought that what was happening was that I was being found unworthy to to pass on into Lathander's courts. And I, I thought that that was my just reward. And I, I thought that when you rescued me, that that was you thwarting Lathander's plan. And I know that's so stupid now. I know how stupid that is now. I know that you were just an, an instrument of his good and that you did something so amazing and so beautiful. And then the first thing I did is look at myself in the mirror and think about myself and ask you to kill me and completely discount what you had done. And I just must've ruined something so beautiful and so perfect that you did. And I know how wrong that was and how unkind that was. And it's just been weighing on me and I'm real sorry. I don't, I don't do anything for a god i do what i think is right i i didn't i didn't do what i did because i was like oh i am an instrument of mr shiny man upstairs or whatever uh i i saw i saw somebody i care about in trouble and felt that i could help so i did because that's the right thing to do it's not it wasn't any instrument it was just that's what that's what seemed like the right thing to happen at that time was. You're such a better person than me. I just. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, and then I go and we're we're at, you know, the castle and and I should have known you have this big plan of how you're going to destroy Strahd's shadow and how you're going to smite this evil from the world and do this amazing thing. And, and all I can think about is that I'm scared of losing you. And, and also I'm jealous, jealous. Cause I see you and Escher walking hand in hand down the aisle. And I know I have a problem with envy and I always have my whole life and I've tried real hard to get over it, but I, 
to come to Envy and I just, I should have trusted you instead of tackling you in, in the middle of the wedding ceremony when you probably had a plan that that just got in the way of. And, and, and I'm, I'm sorry for that too. Plan. Right. Well, I saw you destroy that shadow. It was real cool. Use that sword. It was real neat. Yeah, that was some, uh, that was some, uh, some, some good improvising that went down. Improvising? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. All the wedding stuff. My plan was, well, hope something happens. <laughs> and it did. So, <laughs> yeah, it was according to plan. Well, what was good? What were you going to do if it didn't happen? Um, live a really dark and edgy life. You were what? You were I? I I had all my eggs in the in in the hope basket. You could say. Oh, well, I understand hope. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But it it was a gamble, and it worked. I was like, all right, and that's kind of. I don't know. That's the same. That's the same reason really I've done anything in my life in that in joining you guys, uh, everything with Strahd, it was all just, there's no, there's never been a plan. It's been, it's just been off of gut feeling. Really? You never do anything with a plan? Yeah, it's too much work. How do you, well, how do you know which direction to go or what thing to do? I mean, I have a whole, I, I spent my whole life memorizing like lists of rules and, and ways to battle and, and precepts and guidelines. And how do you know what to do when? I don't, I never do. I never do until I've made the decision to do it. And then I just hope that it was the right decision. Huh. I'm going to cut in there. And jump back to uh, Diath and Strix with Zopa, if that's cool. Um, uh, so you guys are kind of helping Zopa kind of uh, sort out the camp uh, while those two are away chatting away. Um, and Zopa's going to look over uh, to Diath and Strix, and he's uh, so, oh, you mentioned Sigil and the planes before Strix. Dangerous place. Hmm? My name is Strix. S T R. I-X. I-X! Strix! Strix! That's what I said! Foolish tiefling! And he just kind of like points his stick at you. But anyway, you mentioned the plane, Sigil, before. I- I've heard of these places. Very dangerous. Have, have you been there recently? Is this part no. of your adventures? You mentioned some <laughs> he's terrible... Says, as soon as he says recently, Strix just gets on the ground and is like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear! Oh! And he's just like looking around. He's like, oh, she is with fever! I'm a... Uh, <laughs> No, well, I'm fine. She's okay. Oh, we we went there recently. She'll get back up and start doing work again, like nothing happened, and just be like, mm. yeah. "There's, we'll be back." Unfortunately, there's there's these. I don't really understand it. Maybe you understand it better than me, DF. But I don't know what's happening with this whole mercy killer thing. I just, I don't understand. I, who are the Skizics? Who are they? I don't know. But if they're if they're my family, why don't they like you? I don't know. Turtle man, do you know? I don't know anything. I don't know who you people are. <laughs> it certainly sounds like you two obviously have some sort of 
history. If you need some quiet time, I can busy myself. Old Zopa's ears can turn off like wine is like what I sun. need. Oh, I have some of that. You want some? Yes. <laughs> he like over. over, and he pulls out. Um, he actually pulls out a a bottle which I guessing maybe Strix would be familiar with. Uh, it's actually a bottle of fire wine. Oh. Um, that he kind of trottles over and he's like, hey, here you go. Um, oh, the good stuff. Pours a little in a cup, hands it over to the pair of you. Thank you. Strix just like sips it, but also just puts her face in the cup and just doesn't move. Strix, I think I saw them. Who? The Skizix. No. What? How did you know? I, I, I don't know for sure. I just is right before I stepped back through the portal. I just there was there's a lot of different creatures and things around us, and the, there's a couple of them there, definitely tiefling. They're dressed in all black, and the way that they spoke to each other, looked at you. Did they see? Or you? even me? Definitely. They definitely what? saw me. What they, does this have to do with you? I don't know, but just. She's like I, pulling her hair out now. She's just like, I don't understand. I don't know what it means, but I, th- I think they were there. They know, obviously they know you're alive. They saw me, they saw you. I, look, I haven't been able to piece anything together yet, but. Did you see anything else? No, just them. And I got out of there as soon as I could. The only thing we could do is just, I guess, just keep trying to stay away from them, from Sigil. There's nothing else we could do. We'll get to the bottom of it eventually. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the bottom of the Skizix Kazram. What even is that? What is that yeah. word? Kazram is a word. I don't think that's a word. I tried to think about it, and I've never heard that word before. Someone made it up. They made it up. They're assholes, and they make up words. Damn it. They're prone to do that. Assholes, or... Do you know anything, Turtle Man? <laughs> she yeah. just like... Zopa, have you heard of the word Kazram before? Kazram? Kazram? I've traveled... I've traveled across Faerun, but there's very little of the plains that I do know. But I have not known the two of you very long, but you seem a smart pair. Uh, I'm sure that whatever troubles, uh, you will be able to overcome together. Have you ever heard of the Mercy Killers, Zopa? I have not, I'm afraid, my dear Strix. You don't want to. No, never I will keep that... Oh, I'm well beyond any threat to anyone. Old Zopa is not long for this world now. I am just enjoying one last adventure, one last trip across a few lands I remember, and then I'll settle in to join Mother Mother Saloon for all of eternity. Oh, Saloon. Anyway. She's nice. Oh, she is. I look up, and whenever I can see the moon and the sun, it pleases me greatly. Because always remember, you may worry about... Tomorrow, Strix, or you may fret about yesterday, but today is the present, and that is a gift. And he just kind of like toodles back over to his little fire. Um, he carries on. Um, do you guys want to? Should we jump to the other guys again, or do you guys want to keep going? 
Yeah, jump jump back to them. Strix is just gonna keep screaming. <laughs> I think Evelyn has found some mushrooms finally. So she's yeah. kind of like she's putting some in Point the basket and she's showing mm-hmm. Paulton for approval. She's putting <laughs> some more in there. Very good. <laughs> yeah. She's putting some more. And she's like, so if you never you never plan anything, why did you just in the moment decide to come with us at that, that time in the bar? It was uh it was a toss-up. It was uh looking at where where work was taking me, looking at how many uh establishments were uh no longer in need of my services. It seemed like it was time to do something drastic, something different. And it felt like running off with some strangers that gave me the invite was um, the only other option. Mm. So, so it was like a desperate career move, not like less a des- less a desperate move. And just uh, it was, it was more of a coin toss. Let's say it was, well, I could go with them. I have no idea what's there or I could stay here and play these shit gigs for these people who don't even care. I said, well, unknown seems a little more interesting than boring. So I guess we just all happen to be in the right place at the right time. Cause if, if, if you know, anyone in the entire world had asked you to, to follow them, you probably in that moment would have said yes. Huh? Not necessarily. I, I might have recognized you after like the, 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 the like 20th performance or something like that. At that point, I said, you know what? This person has been consistently showing up. So in retrospect, running off with, uh, with a super fan, maybe not my, not the smartest in the moment decision, but it was something and glad I did. After the 20th, before I came to like 200 of your performances. So you recognize me like, you knew who I was for a long time. Was it really like 200? Okay. To be I fair, mean, I only were, remember about, like, I only remember maybe like 40. Or I so. mean, I'm not very good at ca- counting or anything. So could, who knows? Oh, uh, really. who knows? No one can know. Of course no. not. I mean, no, that's, that's nice that you, I mean, that you knew my face. I like to think that maybe that, I don't know. That's nice. She's kind of like, like she's kind of like standing way too close to him. And she's like, that's nice. And then she's like, mushrooms. <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She looks those, should, uh, those are, you think, how are we doing on mushrooms? How are we doing on the search? Uh, I think we have enough. Probably, probably got a few. Yeah, yeah. We've got a, a small basket, I imagine. All right, do you want to head back? I, I have a plenty. <laughs> Thanks for your help. No problem. That's that's what I'm here for. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we should start heading back. Yeah. Okay. She kind of like flutters along next to him, and she's like, "You could keep playing if you wanted to." It's like, oh, right, right, sure. Mm. 
mandolins back out and just start plucking away again on the walk back. I like that new one. She just kind of dances along. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so you guys would probably pop back into uh, the campsite. I'm guessing Strix and DF would hear you guys uh, coming with uh, once you enter the bubble. We always uh, hear the evil one. Yeah, so you just hear her like churning away, and like you can hear this kind of faint mandolin music playing, um, and you can see like the the smells have started to increase now. You can uh, you can sense like there's a big kind of bobbling vat of uh, water, and uh, you can see Zopa is just adding what appears to be some herbs and things like that into it, and he kind of looks up. He's like, "Oh, good, yes, bring me, bring me your basket, bring me your basket, little girl, yes." And he kind of starts going through. He sniffs them. He tastes a few, throws a few away, and then he starts uh, sorting all of those out to go in the thing. Did I do now, good? There's one- Oh, you did you very well. Yes, some of them poisonous, but mostly okay, mostly fine. Uh, oh, is that it's a good thing Paulson didn't pick any because I can't get poisoned. Mm. <laughs> very good thing, actually, yes. We're yeah, terrible. that sounds great. Uh, he's like, now, there's one last thing I need. Uh, and he kind of looks over, he's like, oh, let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Metal Girl, you do not seem very tired. Uh, could you... And, uh, I don't get tired. Excellent. Even better. Very useful. You and um, young Master Woodrow, if you can help me just put the finishing touches on on the food. Um, Strix, Strix. Ah! uh, (laughs) Perhaps you should uh, accompany Lord Zarevich into uh, and gather some things. Do you happen to know what, uh, and he, he says uh, the name of a bark, willow bark happens to look like. It is quite common in some I do. If you could fetch me some of that, uh, that would be most marvelous. All right. You know, for a count, I'm doing an awful lot of fetch quests here. Look, we're, oh, no one but... is going alone so that we don't die. And of course, you're such, your leadership is needed, my lord. You need That's to right. ensure that such tasks are carried out as well as the mushroom picking. Paulden just throws his head back. He's like, guys, today's borderline non-canon. We're not going to die. <laughs> What? Cannons? I like cannons. <laughs> Wait, I don't know what a cannon is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Strix will lead Paulton into the forest and just be like, right, you're just coming with me at, just in, for cannon fodder, speaking of cannon. Oh, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Hard work will do you good. Scrawny legs. <laughs> he does not have scrawny legs. They're fine. <laughs> I mean, what? Oh, really? Mm. And then, whatever. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, I take much offense to this. Oh, we're in the jungle. We left. <laughs> I will tell him, excuse me, sir, once we get back. <laughs> I, felt him, I felt him insult my legs. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, Zopa would just basically put Evelyn and uh, DF to work helping him... Uh, kind of brown the meat and start stirring the uh, the stew, adding in vegetables and things as they go. Um, and he kind of looks over to Diath. He's like, what is, I just noticed you have quite a little charm around your neck there, young Master uh, Woodrow. Oh. Yes, Mozopa has good eyes. Poor hearing, but good eyes. Oh, what yeah. Is, what is this? It's, uh, it's an amethyst. Oh, this is quite a, a nice. It. From your adventuring days? Um, yeah, actually. Oh. I've carried a few trinkets in my time. Is it sentimental or magical? Uh, it's, uh, it's definitely just sentimental. Mm-hmm. 
It's sometimes they are the most important treasures, aren't yeah, they? It's really not it's really not that interesting of a story. Yeah. It's so Evelyn, have I ever told you this? No, I'm really interested. I oh. think all your stories are interesting. Oh, all right. Well, again, it's really not interesting, but this is this is even before I met Strix. So I had just it was really early on in my adventuring days. And I use that term kind of loosely because I was always by myself. I wasn't really much of an adventurer. And I didn't really I didn't really like help people or go out and solve problems or save anything or whatever, but I had to make money somehow. So when you stay around in water deep long enough, eventually you just kind of learn where the, uh, the best places to be to overhear the right boisterous people. And mm-hmm. I happened to be at a, uh, at a tavern and there was a party of adventurers there loudly boasting about their accomplishments. They said they helped save the city of Flan, but I don't know if they really believe them. That place is always in trouble. But they had mentioned that there was a, uh, they talked about how they completely cleared out this cave of gnolls, slayed them all, took their belongings. Now they're rich and they were just giving out free drinks at the bar. Naturally, I, I took one. But <laughs> well, I, I actually knew where uh, this knoll cave was because I had heard about it from other people. But since they had cleared it out, you know, that's, that's where I make my mark. So I made sure I went back to that same cave and I, I found that lair. And sure enough, you know, they, they did a, a pretty thorough job. They had, uh, there's plenty of uh, null bodies around. They had taken everything from them. Uh, there wasn't much weapons left. Everything had been pretty ransacked through, but they had, they make the same mistake that a lot of other people do. And they only ever see what's on the surface. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, uh, I, f- I found a, I found a cluster of barrels that uh, basically had like a, it was like expired foodstuffs in it. By this point, it, it had been probably like several days, maybe even a week since they cleared it out, and it was just all expired food. It smelled really, really bad. But you always got to look for the hiding places of where people want to hide hide their personal belongings. So I moved. to one barrel. It was the first barrel. I just slid it over, and sure enough, right there was a small pouch. That it was probably someone's like secret stash. One of the gnolls, gnolls probably trying to hide it from the others. And he didn't even, didn't even do a good job. I think he took like a single handful of dust and like sprinkled it on top. Like that somehow would camouflage it further. But inside that little pouch, there was um, just a handful of silver, a bit of copper, and. Inside of that was this amethyst, which it was the first treasure I ever got. <laughs> and even though I may not have had to do a whole lot to get it, it just ended up being really important to me. And uh, I, a lot of people tried to get me to sell it. Everyone's like, yeah, you could probably get you know, at least several gold for it. And I, I can't do it because I never want to lose my most precious treasure. It's, um, mm. it's a reminder of where I came from, who I am, and what I'm capable of. Mm. And 
It's something I just can't let go of. I know I've gotten, I know people have talked about me with it or given me looks, but I don't care. It's too important to me. Mm. And I never want to lose it. I wonder if... Keep it close. Keep it close. I wonder if maybe you should tell it how important it is to you. I mean, it's still here. I still got it. So yeah, but that's all. It's like I said, it's not a very interesting story. But there you go. It's I found oh. it. Oh, it's I've mine. collected many stories, Master Woodrow. There is no uninteresting stories. There are always ones that just matter to us differently. I like your story. I like it. Thank you for sharing with me. Diaz is just um, isn't he just the one of the smartest people you've ever? I mean, like. Looking for treasure where others don't. That's exactly what makes D- Zobot. He is, he's like our, he's like our shepherd, you know? When, when I was learning all about Lathander and how to learn his will, because, you know, you have to listen for his will and interpret it, right? And mm-hmm. a part of it is just reflecting and being still and, and hearing his voice. But sometimes that doesn't work for all of us. Not all of us can hear his voice all the time. I mean, who knows? He's never spoken directly to me except that one time kind of anyway, long story. But you know, then sometimes you have to look at your your problems because he speaks to you through your problems and the challenges and, and what he can teach you through those things. But I think most of all, Lathander speaks to us through 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 what he calls the shepherds, the, the people who at first glance they seem just like, you know, a, a common person and a and a flawed person, because Lathander works most through there's flawed people and and it's those people that show you the the true way by just knowing and noticing and and helping you see things that you didn't see before and that's that's what Dieth is. Mm. I uh, like that. I like that phrase. I remember the teachings of Saloon, they say that moonlight highlights a broken path easier than a perfect one. Yes, I like this. I you know, Dieth, I've never said thank you to you. Have I? Thank you for what? Well, I mean, I mean, for plenty of things, but I guess I, I know how lucky I am to have been born into the family I was born into, but I never got to really feel what it was like to have a family. Not, not really. And, and you kind of made one out of all of us. So, so thank you. Oh, uh, (laughs) Uh, I, uh, you're welcome, I, I guess. I don't know, it wasn't something I tried to do, it just sort of happened. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I never really had much family either. Not ones I can speak highly of. Well, you know where to look for it, it seems. Yeah. I'm glad to have you around, Evelyn. Ah, shucks. Uh, Strix and Paulton, is there anything you guys wanted to talk about while you're out doing chores? I want some of your wine! You got it, fam! <laughs> <laughs> These two are just like getting drunk yeah. in the woods. And oh, Paulton is long gone at this <laughs> point. After too much real talk uh, with Evelyn, he's just like, all right, time to forget! <laughs> Strix like takes it out of his hand. She's like, why the hell do you drink so much? 
Why the hell don't you? Because <laughs> I, I would fireball someone. One of these days you're going to cast Crown of Madness on me and we're all going to die. I wouldn't do that. You're drunk. How do you know it's me or not? Like, holy shit. <laughs> How do I? See, that's why <laughs> I can't drink all the time. I'm like looking at her like, <laughs> do I do I do it? Should I do it? No, stop it. What? You would say that. You phony. <laughs> I'm All right, I won't do it. Thank you. Also, <laughs> I have your wine, so if you get close to Oh, me, yeah, I need that. No, I need, no. I, I need that. Keep it on there and keep drinking. No, no seriously. I need it. Paulson, you have to stop drinking so much. You don't need to forget. Why? What are you trying to forget? If, well, here's the thing. It works, so I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, it's she'll just start like gathering the bark on the ground but it's just like she's pulling way too much off the tree to mm -hmm. where it's just like ripping chunks off yeah. of it <laughs> like angrily <laughs> she's just like Paulson you just have to work on showing emotion you don't like you're, you're tearing this family apart look I just I just I, I don't it, it makes it easier you know, because how long is it going to be easy until one of us accidentally dies from you casting a spell on us and not, not going to cast a spell on you guys? All right. Mm -hmm. I like, look, I lose enough people I care about without my help. So who says that? Like, why would I do it myself? Is that why you drink so much? I'm just like, shut up. Huh. Strix picks up the bark and slams it into his chest and is like, carry this. All right. <laughs> we only have each other, Paulson, and if you don't act like they matter, then we're all going to die. It's like, well, they do. And that's why that's why I do that. You know? I don't know. When you're a kid. And like everything's taken from you. You don't think I know that? Yeah, well, good on you for being able to cope in your own way. You cope in your way, I cope with mine. There's no reason why we need to cope. We have each other. All of us, we, we don't need to do that anymore. And what happens when that's no longer a factor. What happens when we don't have each other? That's not going done. to happen. You don't know that. And that's I why don't. I'm that's why I'm prepping. Because if it does happen, I'll be ready for it. And you know when you're when you're numb to shit and bad shit happens, then you're just like it's like it's cool, man. I'd rather what? I'd rather be that. That's not going to happen. You don't know that. It almost happened. She's just so mad. She's it's not gonna happen again. Like it almost happened. It's I was running. a freaking I was a freaking crow. And I watched one person I care about almost fall to some kind of weird tentacle monster thing. And I'm not super into that. So I know it could happen. It's almost happened several times. So why not just prep for it and make it easier? She's like 10 feet away now because she just ran angrily. And she's like, no, you come back. And I'm like, no. Keep holding. No. <laughs> she just picks up some more bark along the way and just keep running. I'm not going to argue with it. It's not going to happen again. I was alone for 50 years. I'm never losing anyone again. 
Do you like come running back into yeah, the yeah. camp streets? Yeah, so she's you like, basically hit... she's just like, it's fine. I just cut <laughs> some onions. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have onions. Uh, Zopa kind of like looks over and he's just like, oh, well, perhaps Zopa shall. Uh, I'll deal with the last matters, but give that to me here, Strix. You sit down. And he kind of looks over at Polton and he's like, you, my lord, sit, come sit, sit. All of you sit. Evelyn comes and sits next to Strix and kind of like tries to comfort her. And she's like, like are you no. okay? She's kind of like petting her. She's like, are you okay? What's going Strix, on? At, at this, Strix just just like beside herself at this point, just like staring at the ground. Polton is still whining. With wine, not wine and wine. <laughs> there is more like, wine. Strix, are uh, you are you freaking out about losing us again? You're no. not going to lose us. I'm, no. Because we're not going to lose you. You know why? Because we love you. I love you. Have I ever told you that before? I love you. I freaking love you. So there. And I, I've never... From her arm, she's just like, thank you. <laughs> I hear this and I'm just like, that's not, that doesn't cut it. That's not enough. That doesn't stop shit from killing you. That just makes the sentiment nice for now. Love's not enough? Love's the only thing that's enough. Not when there's freaking, there's, when there's literal like gods and whatever like try you you think you think like you think like oh like there there's this freaking like that that horrifying thing that i never want to talk about again that tried to take you was just like oh i better let her go because she has luck no he didn't give a shit if you hadn't saved me then i would have got and and even if you hadn't if i had been swallowed by that thing you know what would have transcended it love because you know what i would have kept doing loving all of y'all so it's the only thing that's more powerful than God's. It's the only thing that's more powerful than a soul monger with, or a tentacle thing. It's the only thing that really matters. And she's right. I don't think I would have survived all that time without thinking about all of you. And Strix will like pull, go into her robes and take out three packages. And she hands them to all of you. And she, she looks at all of like you. Like this? Yeah. Fuck's this. They've apparently been in been in her robes for like a long time, so please be careful when you open them. I, she doesn't say anything. What what are these? I just I Oh they're gifts. I want you I want you to have them. Because they I and there's there's contracts inside of them. I figure if stupid omen could have a contract, then you should all have contracts too. But contracts? But mine has a sunflower on it. Do you get it? Cause sun and flowers. Nice. I had I had these when I was alone. And they were my companions and they kept me stay alive. And when you were back, when you were finally, finally back, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't understand because these things were still you to me. It's why I never didn't react because I ha- I didn't understand that you were back. But uh, after we after we killed the mercy killer, I knew that I wasn't going to lose you. I wasn't going to lose you guys. Evelyn's having a lot of trouble opening up string with her like constructy fingers, so she kind of like holds it out to you for help. 
Paul, Paul oh, yeah, is so Paul far Burns. gone, and knots are like rocket science to him. Trix <laughs> <laughs> will just like take the scissors off of her robe and just be like, oh, "All yeah. right." Well, he yeah, definitely took a knife to his. <laughs> Sorry, Zopa, I don't have a present for you. <laughs> oh, that's not very nice. That, that's fine, my dear. Your company has been quite the gift as it is. Oh, that's he comes so over and he kind of like puts a little, he like kind of rests a little kind of turtle hand on your shoulder. And he just kind of, uh, he kind of, he just kind of leans in and he's just like, he just is, this is a very nice thing you've done. There's like, these are good people. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Look, they've been in the robes for 50 years, all right? There's yeah, some, I can tell by the feathers. <laughs> there's there's a lot of feathers. There's so many feathers. So Dieth uh, just kind of starts looking at his uh what was inside of his and takes note of the little ring of keys here. There's a uh, coffin nail where his sword would be. And there's even a little amethyst right here. Sorry about the feathers. I wanted to keep them fresh. I like the feathers. I think they probably smell real nice too, even though I can't smell them. Fulton's looking at his. Aw. Like, oh, you even have the little the little wine. Wow, I do drink a lot, huh? <laughs> it was the only thing I could put in your free hand. I might have a problem, guys. This is me? With I a made little sun? When you spend 50 years in Barovia, Evelyn, it's, it's, you kind of lose what everyone looks like. I love it. I so think it looks just like me. But I don't care what you do with them. Burn them. No. Whatever. Because it doesn't matter because I'm not losing the real any of you anymore. Just set them on fire. Oh, she even has little wings on her feet. I also don't remember what I, I also don't remember what I wrote in your contracts because I stole Paulton's <laughs> wine while I was doing it. Oh, there's a contract. I bet I better I better go get it. Ooh, ooh, I'm gonna read mine first. Oh it says I will always be your friend, Strix. Is that true? You'll always be my friend? Of course it's true! I didn't get to say it before you died. Well, I love that. I've never real ha- really had an always friend before. Thanks, Strix. Cool. Seems to be the best kind of contract of all. Strix is just going to walk away and just start, like, drawing chalk lines around the, <laughs> the dome again just to be No, sick. what did the Paul other one say? Paulton's, like, staring at his just hand over his mouth. Just, like, tears are welling up. He's just, he just looks at Strix. It's like, do you mean this? Yes, Paulton. Oh my God. No, no one's ever said anything so thoughtful to me. It says, I will find you more wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, Strix, I will find you more wine too. And dirt. You like dirt, right? Maybe you drink less wine and give me some. No promises. Diaz, what's your say? I promise I won't run away. 
I mean, that's only, I mean, hopefully it's not because my legs are broken. Strix. Where's yours? Oh, I don't, it's, I got rid of mine. I didn't need mine. Oh. Oh. Because I had you guys. I, you know, talked to those. Not okay. in a Barbie way, not in a Barbie way. I, I knew they weren't real, mostly. Oh, I, I love it. Paulton well, stumbles over the strings. He's like, you crazy demon thing, come here. And like, just, just. <laughs> oh, I love group hugs. Evelyn jumps on. Like, on you're not getting much. away. I don't care how much you scream. I'm screaming. <laughs> hugging her from both sides. Dan, come on, come join the group hug. Yeah, All right. boy. All right, fine. <laughs> Go on, Master Woodrow. Diaz goes over and also hugs. Yay. And then uh, you too, Turtle. No, if I <laughs> go over for a hug, who will serve the stew for uh, Oh, true. Stew's up. While, while Diaz is hugging, he'll say, Strix, if you ever find or make another one, um, let me know. I'll trade you. What do you want? Sticks? I could make, I could use, I could use, uh, she starts like going into her robes, like excited, like, oh, I think I have something for it. Paulton takes his doll over to Simon. He's like, look, buddy, it's your, you know, I actually haven't established what the relationship with you two is, but there's something there. All right. Well, you keep being a good boy. <laughs> Evelyn is trying yeah. to tell Waffles, like, no, this is not a toy. You can't chew on this. No, not a chew toy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Does, does Waffles listen now? Yeah. She's very okay. well trained. Strix spent 50 years training her, so she's okay. exceptionally well trained for an she owlbear. Knows. Yeah. And, she's well trained. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, Zopa will serve out. Uh, it's a really sort of, he, he kind of gives you all different shapes, sort of wooden or stone or shell bowls. Um, and it's kind of full of this really sort of hearty, sweet-smelling, um, heavy stew. And he kind of tears off uh, a bread with parsley that he pulls out from a pack. Um, and the fire wine is kind of sent around to all of you as well to fill your cups. Um, uh, this kind of really heady, cinnamony kind of wine. Um and he kind of uh, he kind of turns to Polt and he's like, "Now I know I've made you do a lot of work, my lord, but uh, <laughs> mm. could you perhaps give us a little song while we eat? You seem to be a man of musical talents." <sighs> Fine by me. No, <laughs> take out. I'll take out the bagpipes. It's just really, really loud. <laughs> oh, yes. Siren's noise to my ears. Oh, beautiful. It is, isn't it? It's real pretty. It's like mid-blow, just like, uh, split song! <laughs> you know, Paulton, I never heard the story of, like, how you learned to play music. Where did you, did was, you go to, like, conservatory or something? I was interested in this. I, uh... I picked it up when I was young, along the way. Taught by family, perhaps, or? Uh, not exactly. They, uh, they weren't around. 
Ah, uh, my apologies. No, it's fine. Wasn't their fault. It was some some dickhole doing his job. What do you mean? But, what happened to them? They were uh, they were taken care of on uh, on someone else's agenda, and uh, so they. I I don't remember much of them. And, uh, so anyway, this, uh, this, this stew is, the stew is definitely stew. I must say. Fantastic. It is stew stew indeed, my young friend. Uh, (laughs) Evelyn's like trying to pretend like she keeps eating it for, so that she doesn't like (laughs) seem rude. So she's like, "Mm," like throwing it behind her. <laughs> yes, it will help your gears. Grease them up well, I'm sure. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> delicious. I can taste it. And what has been the most exciting thing uh, you have all done? You must have some good memories of your adventures. Uh, anything that you can think of? Uh, so uh, an exciting uh, tidbit for old Zopa to carry into his last last Oof. years. Yeah, before uh. before Strahd killed all of them for I made the second time. I threw myself at him bodily. You what? Oh. Yeah, I just Wait. jumped off my broom and smashed into him. Straight the whole body. Why? What? That's so reckless. Because I didn't want any him to get away and for all of you to die, and then that—that's exactly what happened. But I did knock him off his horse. That's so brave. Body. How did you escape? I ran away. <laughs> well, that's a good kind of running away. Not really. I shouldn't have run away. No. Well, we're fine now. It's fine. Let's think about the exciting things we did. Like, like when we fought Winter Splinter. That was fun. Oh, one time. If she, like, gets into storytelling mode with Sofa, <laughs> and she's like, one time we met a fearsome monster, like a tree, but giant. And, mm-hmm. and Diaz, what else? It was like, it, it, uh, it had scary eyes, and, and it, it made a big scary sound. And then we were like, no, and then he was like, raw, and then we were like, who, and then pow, and then he was like, and she's like trying to tell a story, but she's looking at Diaz like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were in a place called Barovia, uh, and Winter Splinter was, uh, imagine a treant who woke up on the wrong side of the bed, but was also oh. 10 times normal size. This Goliath oh. lumbering lumber was making his way towards, <laughs> well, uh, a, a place of innocence to people who uh, were surely gotten crushed, and we were the only people there ready to stop him. So, man, this thing was massive, but Evelyn did not hesitate to just fly right in front of it, start swinging away with her axe. Paulton, Strix, and I rode up on horseback, and... That's right, we did have horses before they all got eaten. No, no, they're still fine. We just left them behind, and, and we'll go get them later. Yeah, this is also before <laughs> everyone could fly. This is before oh, Evelyn those could fly. Were, those were dark times. Yes. yes. That's, but now we can all fly. It's great. Except, it is yeah. quite a handy talent to have, isn't yeah. it? But it? Strange that more people don't learn how to do it here in Faerun. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? Yep, all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Strix was able, it was a time where 
we had really come together for, I feel like, I don't know, maybe for the first time, but as one that I knew that who we all are and why we should be together, the way this hulking giant was on its way to destroy everything, evil and not hesitating to slow it down, whatever it took. Paulton supplying me basically what I needed to make a makeshift Maltov cocktail. And I was, I was on the side climbing it like an idiot. And Strix threw a fireball, allowed me to light it, and I just threw it in the mouth of this thing. And, and the whole thing blew up, just an explosion of fire, of sticks and wood falling everywhere. Turns out Evelyn can make effects noises like C-3PO yeah. when he's telling stories. Paulton was a... Paulton weekend just before that, he, he gave it a, a crazy look, cursed it. It was magnificent. I had never felt more proud of every single one of my party members just then. It was a self nice by everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of forgot about it, but we did that with the gargoyles too, right before the ritual. That was one of the best, or the, whatever those things were that were flying around, and we were in that kind of cave thing, and we were like, "Oh, right, yeah, you know." See, right. we kind of forgot about it, but that was one of our coolest, most epic. We just smashed them. Yeah, I guess I don't remember that one as well. I, mean, I usually ritual, don't remember when we win. I only remember when someone dies. Well, I didn't oh. die. I mean, right, right after that, I did. I mean, I, I did die, but then I came back. In my son's remade body. Have you told Simon about that, Paulton? She looks at him kind of nervously. <laughs> I just like kind of cover Simon's ears. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, in this strange body that the toy maker made from scratch that was not intended to, uh, what? Zopra is looking very confused between Evelyn, Paulton, and Simon as if there is some sort of familial connection that he's not <laughs> sussed out somehow because he's robot woman and a human man and then a small robot boy. And, oh, family is a strange thing. A strange thing indeed. Very strange. You don't even know. I clearly, I am a very old and wise turtle, but clearly I do not. Clearly I do not. Have you ever um, seen anyone like me before? I have seen, not like you, uh, I have seen creatures of metal and stone that could move, but they did not think the way that you do. Hmm. I have heard tell that there is planes, um, a place called Mechanicus that may have creatures that have gears and whirling oh, yeah. gizmos. Oh, yeah, we were attacked by those. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when the that Mercy is... Killer came to get me. Oh, but perhaps that is all I've ever heard of in my long travels. I hope um, that I hope not all of them are bad. I hope there's some good ones. I think like all things in life, you will find that there is good and bad of all such things, perhaps. Yeah. Except maybe demons and devils. They're generally pretty bad. <laughs> That's true. But I'm not either of those. In fact, but I, I got am. Um, you're well, you're, no, you you're are, not. You are a tiefling, yes? Yes, but it, that's part devil. Yes, you have the devil blood, but you are still you, yes? You get to make your own choices. I hope so. I think if, so. If I do I'm, not think a demon or devil would give such gifts to friends. I think that you are you are made of good stuff, uh-huh. sticks. 
Okay, good stuff. You're you're good sticks. Not you too. You're the best sticks I've ever seen, and I am tired. Yes, I think perhaps perhaps uh, we should get some rest. But can I, this old turtle, just give you one last piece of advice to such young soft shells as all of you? To uh, soft shells. Well, that is what I call you people, strange non-shell types. But you all seem to be, well, just listening to your tales and the things that I have overheard, you are all very good to each other and you worry too much about what perhaps others think. Do you know what my I told my sons before I left on my old journey? They asked me, Papa, what is the best step in a journey? And I said to them, it is not the first and it is not the last it is the next one. And I think that you will continue making those next steps between each other and you will drag each other at points and you will help each other along the way. But I'm sure you will all be there for every step that you take. And, uh, before you go, I will give you a little something. And he kind of pours the leftover stew into like a little sealed up container and he gives the fire wine to Polton. Um, <laughs> and then he hey. hands over... He gives over a couple of uh, uh, what are called fire cloves to Strix. Oh. And it's just like, these will keep the food warm for a few days. Uh, keep yourselves well-traveled. You are welcome to rest here. I think I will stay up and watch the moon for a little. I only have a few years left, and I wish to take it in as I do. But uh, don't mind me. Old Zopo will just be here if you have any last words. And he kind of like sudles up to a little sort of like thing, little Yoda-style log. <laughs> and he kind of just looks up. I um, like him. Dear, can we keep him? No, we're not going to keep him. He's sentient. He's not a pet. Well, I mean, you guys keep me. That's different. I'm so confused. <laughs> I just want him to join the party. I like him. He's smart <laughs> and wise. Well, he's on his own journey, Evelyn, and so are you. So let's not take him away from his journey just for our own selfish reasons. Yeah, plus we like run a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I he, never he's run. Not very quick. I you hate know, running. Paulton, I never wanted any harm to come to it or to you. Sorry, not to it, to him. Back to the Yak Village after Simon was crushed it's, it's not that i i just wanted to make sure everyone was going to be safe and i didn't know if that was possible with him around i was just trying to do what i thought was right and i saw the anger and the hatred in your eyes and i just need, i wanted you to know that I only was trying to do what I thought was best for you and for everyone. I'm sorry. I, I can see him here now, and I see the way you guys look at him and the way you treat him, and I was wrong. Paulden uh, bends down to Simon and picks him up and goes, say it into the microphone. <sighs> Come on. Let's, we don't have to... Tell yeah. him say he's a good boy. Stop. Stop. Mm. Yeah. 
I feel stupid. Do it. Fine. Simon, I am sorry. You're a good boy. Turn around like, yay! He's a good boy. He's a good boy. They put him down. Uncle Diaz loves you, Simon. Don't you, Uncle Diaz? It's like, yeah, you don't have to kill him anymore. What? What? (laughs) What? Hey, that was a nice moment. (laughs) No one is dying. Sorry, I just just try to do what I think is right by all of you. I know I don't always do that correctly, but I do try. You do a fine job, Diaz. You do a great Uh, job. It's not... How do you beat yourself up so much? Because it's not easy? Well, yeah, life's not easy, but you don't have to beat yourself up so much for it. It's not that I I don't beat myself up over it. You don't. I've made a lot of mistakes. Look at all of us. Yeah, I don't think saving me in an alleyway was a mistake. Unless you no, think it was. that wasn't. No, it definitely wasn't. Because everything for me has just been a giant mistake, except for everyone here. She's like eating the soup like a crazy person. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why all of you look to me or look for me to me for direction or whatever. I've screwed up a lot and I've done a lot of bad things. And I don't, I don't even know if I can ever properly even keep us all safe or make sure we're going to the right place. I just, no, no, you have to. Strix is just going to like look at it and be like, you have to. You're the only one that can. You have to. If you say we're not, then we're going to die. Evelyn kind of puts like a hand on his shoulder. And she's like, Dev, I, I usually know what's right. I can usually feel it. But I don't always know how to go in the right direction toward it. And you usually seem to. And yeah, I know you're flawed. Show me a perfect person and I will renounce everything I know about the world. I know that the Lord works most through people who are flawed. And that's why we look to you because you said it yourself. You you know where to look to find the, the good things in life, the treasures, the right things. I'll keep telling you where the rat thing is and you just keep telling me how to get there. Evelyn, can I show you something? Okay. Uh, Diaz will actually lead Evelyn outside of the tent. And you guys better not jungle. die out there! We're not going to die, Strix. Halton, give me your wine! <clears throat> oh, God. Here you go. Thank you. She takes it really angrily. <laughs> so uh, Dieth will lead Evelyn kind of throughout the jungle and basically try to find a, uh, it's, it's middle of the night, yeah? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, it's super laid out 
uh, clear skies, but we try to get out somewhere in the jungle where there's a clearing within the canopy and the trees mm-hmm. and the vines up above so that we can see up t- to the sky. And that's where Dieth will lead Evelyn. And uh, after he gets there, he'll point up to them and point her, his, her attention up that way. And he'll start to say, I look at these every night. All the different stars every night before I go to bed. And they, they say that this night sky is a lot like our world. It's just, it's covered in darkness. But you can see throughout all of that darkness, there's just little points of light breaking through. And now each one of those points of light in our world is places that are safe, different towns, different cities, wherever people can be to come together and be safe. Now, they also say that sailors, when out on sea, when they're lost, they look to these stars for guidance. They use these to find their way home, trying to follow this light. Every night before I go to bed, I look at these stars. And I can tell you, not one of them shines as bright as you. I don't always know what's bright, Evelyn. And when I don't, I look to you. For once in the entire history of our game, Evelyn is speechless. And if she could cry, you can tell that she probably would, but instead you just see a deep glowing kind of in the corners of her eyes. And she just just holds out one hand for like a, like a warrior grip. Okay. And Diaz will take that. And as he takes that grip, looking into her eyes, uh, he'll say, you know, I still see it every time. You still see even, what? Even now in your current uh, form, I still see the way you look at Paulton every time. Don't give I, up, Evelyn. I th- maybe you don't see it, but I sure do. And I think, well, maybe I hope. I think a small part of Paulton sees it too, even if he doesn't want to admit it. Don't give up, Evie. I know that... I will never give up on any of you for any reason ever. Because... It's clear to me that there's a reason that I'm here with you, and... I thought at first it was selfish of me to want so badly to be part of this family, but if I'm a guiding light, it's only because I'm in the right place where I'm supposed to be with all of you and you are my guiding lights. And I don't, I don't know about anything else or what I should expect or what I should get, but I know what I should give. 
Thanks, Evelyn. And speaking of how you look at people, there's someone you shouldn't give up on either. Don't pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. If there's one thing I know how to spot, it's love. <laughs> At this point, Diaz uh, kind of looks down in a way and it, his expression kind of turns to a, 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 a pained sadness. Look, you've done a real good job taking care of her so far. Yeah. Did I, uh, I mean, it's nice to get to talk to you like this, Diaz. We never get to really chat very much, do we? No, I don't think so. Thanks for those nice things you said. You really think I'm a guiding light? Because I feel like I'm real silly most of the time. No, you're, you're definitely a light. Well, if I am, you are too. And don't you get down on yourself again. We can't, we're paralyzed when you feel paralyzed. When you feel scared, we feel scared. You've made mistakes, but we all make mistakes. And sometimes your mistakes are what lead us in the right direction anyway. So don't get like you got after Iron Slag ever again. that faint moonlight coming down highlighting the two in the clearing I don't know if I can promise that but I'll certainly try my hardest that's all anyone can ask just as long as you don't give up on me <laughs> never and she just gives him a huge hug like <laughs> unbridled just like just a little bit crunch like yeah <laughs> Come on. It was like his kind of arms kind of crushed. He's like <laughs> kind of back. You can hear the soft sounds of Cholt in the background. Yeah. Just a few animal sounds and things. You can also he hear looks- the screaming of drunk Strix. <laughs> just echoing. Yeah, what, are, what are you guys doing all this time? Oh, we're getting trashed. Yeah. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Strix is just trashed at this point. She's like, I don't know just like drinking the wine like rolling around on the ground <laughs> have uh have have evelyn and df come back yet or are they still- uh so after the uh after hearing like the strict scream uh i imagine we can even still hear that from there so like even mm-hmm. yeah. so df kind of like looks back at that just almost instinctively because he hears strix and just kind of looks back to make sure it was a uh uh i'm upset scream and not a i'm in trouble scream <laughs> I think she's fine, but we should get back. And she just kind of like gives him one more hug. And she's like, I'm thankful that you're part of my family. Yes. And I don't know. I don't know how 
really what that means too much, but I know that I will never let go of any of you. And I know that you'll never let go of any of us. Will you? No. I mean, how long has it been that you've, I mean, you've loved us a little while, but how long has it been that you've loved Strix? Since the moment I saw her eyes, not clouded with fear. That happens more and more often when she's with you. Evelyn, please don't tell her. Why not? It's just, it's easier if you don't. And then DF will start returning back to camp. Oh, and she's just after him, like, what, what? Ah. but she can't get any words out before he gets back. Uh, you guys start making your way back, uh, DF leading the way, and you kind of hear the sounds of drunken Strix and Poulton just, <laughs> just drunk crying and hauling. Um, and you can hear these kind of faint sounds of the jungle behind you, and it's kind of the occasional canopy is broken up by moonlight and you can still see the kind of, it's a very bright moon um, and the stars are really kind of shining down and the campfire is beginning to crackle and burn down low and that, that heavy smell of wood smoke is kind of filling the air. And you just kind of hear, you know, off to the distance, you can see Zopa kind of still looking up at the moon and you can begin to hear him kind of humming that tune that you heard when you first kind of met him. This kind of almost like a little sea song of kind of just like my pretty shell girl sat by the sea. And he's just kind of whistling and humming to himself. Um, and as you kind of get back, yeah, it's kind of drowned out by Strix and Paulton on occasion, <laughs> but then you kind of there where they fall quiet, you know, you just hear this kind of very gentle music on the sea. Um, and as you're running past, uh, Zopa does kind of hold the, the cane out a little bit to Evelyn to kind of stop Evelyn from really like catching up with Diaz. Um, and he kind of just he just kind of gives a really sort of very kind and slow smile to her and uh, he just kind of says it's just like oh give uh, what what is the rush <sighs> she's like plops down next to him she's like life is so confusing Zopa oh yes and you do not know the half of it I know I just can't grasp even any of it. I would say that from what I have heard this evening and what I have seen, you grasp many things, but all of us must grasp them in our own way. Young Master Woodrow must deal with things in his own way. Like I said, the most important step in every journey is the next one. But somebody can't move your legs for you. Somebody can't put you, can't sail the rowboat for you. You must do it yourself. And he will. Speaking of the next step, we've got a pretty big one. We should get some rest, guys. We're almost to Elmo. Diet's back at camp, right? Yeah, yeah. he's kind of come back now, yeah. So do I, do I notice that he looks like uh, he's been, he's been uh, a little emotional? He's been chopping yeah. onions. Mm. Some uh, onions in there. Paulton, roll an insight check. Whoa. <laughs> okay. I think it would be. Oh, that is a 
That would be a 16. So I'll try it. I'll try. I'll roll my own bluff check or deception. Yeah, I'd say then, deception and performance probably yeah. would make sense, right? Uh, like, probably to deception. kind of keep it. it yeah, keep it kind uh, of. In it's check. the same for me. It doesn't matter. Maybe. All right, I rolled a four. <laughs> so yeah, you notice. Whoa! So I see DF has been has been uh has been very upset. I say, come here, come here. Uh, no, I'm, I'm all right. right. I'm not, I, I go to him mm-hmm. and I put my hands on his face and I lean my head against his. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm sorry, but you and me will never happen. <laughs> I just give him a little ruffle. <laughs> And then I just, like, from there, like, without even stepping away, I just slowly, like, and I pass out from the He looks, sees him fall, and she's like. <sighs> Drix has already passed out, by the way. She's probably just, like, by waffles, just on the ground, like, snoring, like. <sighs> you know what? Dopa that- comes up and puts a blanket over Strix. He just Aww. kind of, like, lays it over her. Like that this seems old, like kind of really worn sea salt smelling blanket. She loves it. She's yeah. like, mm. <laughs> this seems little. like the uh, best time to end this. No, episode. wait. I have to ask oh, you want... something. Okay. We have time. We still have 10 minutes. All right, fine. <laughs> Anna's like, God damn it. No, it I don't get my 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, so he covers Strix in a blanket and Elin and kind of sees just like how tenderly and, and wisely he's dealt with all mm. of their shenanigans. And she's like, what was that song you were singing? That Shell Girl song? Oh, that is the song that me and my my life mate used to sing when we were younger. Uh, and he just kind of looks and he's just like, she's gone to join Saloon already, which is why I'm taking my last trip. You to had see a life mate? Of course. Well, I have, I have nine children and four grandchildren, <gasps> all have grown up as turtles on their adventures. Even like flutters down and like sits cross-legged in front of him. She's like, tell me oh. everything. What's it like having a life mate? I will tell you, let's let the others get to sleep. I imagine that you do not need it as much. And I will tell you about her and I will tell you about our children and their adventures. Um, and he just kind of, as the, I'm guessing maybe like Diath kind of settles in, Paulton's already collapsed and you basically, Diath kind of hears <laughs> the last kind of fragments of the story as he begins telling uh, Evelyn all about his, uh, his wife and his children and things like that. Um and yeah, like in the evening, does Evelyn sleep? I can't remember. Anna. No, not really. Does she have to. She doesn't okay. have to. She can shut down to reset her spells, but she doesn't. Have okay, to. so uh, Zopa would probably like encourage you to do that, and basically kind of say like, "Why don't you go check on Master Woodrow?" And then you kind of. Uh, in the evening. Um, and then basically when she becomes aware and the rest of the party kind of wake up, uh, Zopa's gone. Um, the blanket is still over Strix. Oh, yes. And there's just a walking... The, the stick that he was kind of prodding, he was like bashing Evelyn with and kind of pointing and gesturing with, it's still there. And you can see it's carved with all sorts of sea creatures and monsters and you know different uh, place names in all different languages. And there's just a single kind of piece of paper which is written on it is just uh, the most important step is the next one. And then that's that's basically he leaves that uh, amongst the camp and there's the stew still remaining. Um, and I think, yeah, as you said, Jared, that's a good point for today's episode to wrap up, I right. think. There we go. That was episode 73 of Dice Camera Action, Total Recall. Mark Humans, everybody. Yay. Yay. Thank you for letting me be part of this really special episode. Like, I'm- Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, we told you it was going to be crazy. Yeah. Oh, I love it. As we have a, a few minutes left, uh, any uh, announcements or anything that people would like to plug? Mark, what do you do? Oh, well, for, yeah. If you'd like to see more D&D with me, uh, you can check out High Rollers Dungeons & Dragons. That's the stream IGM. It's every Sunday at 5 p.m. GMT on uh, twitch.tv forward slash yogscast. But also, if you'd love to donate some money to charity and get an amazing selection of games, the Yogscast Jingle Jam is our big charity event at the moment. Go to humblebundle.com uh, yogscast. If you just search humblebundle yogscast, you'll find it. It's $35. You get loads of amazing games every day of December. We've currently raised about $4.1 million dollars for charity so Incredible. far you can pick which charities it goes to it's really amazing uh we're going to be doing a high rollers christmas special this coming sunday for it um please do check it out it's a thing that everybody puts loads of work in every year and it's really good it goes to a lot of good charities um and it's really awesome and you get a load of good games as well you get loads of really cool games i think we've got uh tales from Candlekeep in there as well and we've got some other dnd stuff in there as well so if you're after that you can check that out um idols of forgotten realms and stuff um, and yeah, you can check that out. Uh, and yeah, thank you again, guys. Honestly, please thank you so much for letting me part of this. I really loved it. I no love problem. watching. Yeah, we couldn't have done it without you. Yeah, thanks for, oh, you thanks for helping us out. Um, Anyone yeah, else? That's, that's my plug. Uh, I have a plug. It's, hey. not, it's not D&D related, but um, today uh, the game uh, Shantae Half Genie Hero had some DLC release where you can play as three new characters. I voiced one of them. It's Boy Bolo. It's very exciting. The gameplay is absolutely amazing uh, and it was an honor to be a part of it. So go check it out. It's a really cool game. Cool. And uh, that's super cool. I have the Friendly Table coming out on Thursday still. Um, and I think that's pretty much pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Anna, anything? I have the last Twitch Weekly of the year on Friday on twitch.tv slash Twitch. Other than that, it's getting to be that holiday time. Yeah. I've got a couple. As always, there's the Dice Camera Action subreddit. Be sure to go on over there uh, and join the sharing of all the different fan art, the stories. Uh, Maybe there'll be some discussion from this episode. Uh, Look forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also great, there's also been like a dice camera action awful fam writing prompt that we've been doing every week to help kind of prompt people to write some fan fiction about uh, the different characters of the world of dice camera action or whatever. So be sure to head on over to that. I'll spam it in the chat. So be able to head to subreddit and join that uh, community. We love seeing it. You can also join the cyber sub uh, the uh, dice camera action Discord in the subreddit. Uh, there's also a link to that in there. Uh, on top of all that. Happy D December, everybody. We're throwing all of December. I'm celebrating all kinds of things, Dungeons and Dragons related. I'm doing all kinds of stuff over on my Twitch channel, my gameplay channel, my main channel. Uh, but the most important one I want to tell you guys about is that I've been doing a DD December giveaway, which actually ends in just a few days, where I am giving away an entire starter set to anyone who wants to start playing D&D. We got one of those and all three books on top of that. Uh, there's going to be four winners of this entire collection to get started in D&D. So I'll put, it's a uh, free entries. Anyone can do that. I'll put and spam that link in the chat as well. Be sure to uh, join that giveaway. Maybe you can win yourself a bunch of free D&D stuff. Awesome. All right. If there's uh, nothing else from anyone, uh, be sure to tune in next week where uh, Chris Perkins... And he's going to walk in like... He's going to be like, what? <laughs> the room is going to be on fire. 
Yeah. Sorry, Chris. Yep. Uh, Chris Actually, Perkins will be returning next week, and there uh, may or may not be an additional special guest, which I don't think we're allowed to say yet. And also, I just wanted to give a shout out to Chris because this is the first time we've yes. ever played without him, and we certainly miss him. So all all DMless playtime jokes aside, Chris, we miss you, and thanks for helping us create this <laughs> yeah. world so that we can even play in it, even when you can't be here. Thank yeah. you. It's awesome. All right. And with that, I guess we'll uh, see everyone next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on Tomb of Annihilation, head to dnd.wizards.com slash toa, or if you have any questions about the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca. Until next week, happy hunting.